Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome everyone to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is February 22nd, 2019, and news is in the news today. A lot is going on on many fronts. Uh, You know, we've been talking about the hoax of Jesse Smollett only because of the source of the news. Uh, Yesterday, we talked about Don Lemon. I told you guys he was the source of this story. And man, are they doubling down. But CNN is running scared, very scared. So is the majority of the mainstream media. And we'll get into that. We'll also get into other little tidbits, but... Let's begin with what's really going on. You know, what do you feel? What do you hear in, uh, uh, you know, your world of news that you don't know what's real? That's what you hear. So I wanted to uh, break some news to you. As you know, Laura Loomer is in Minnesota. She was actually just um, at uh, Ilhan Omar's Uh, office and home. She went to her home and to her office in Minnesota uh, for the purpose of uh, providing her a sworn affidavit, a sworn affidavit to sign that says that she has never married any of her siblings. Now, obviously, and she reports, I just attempted with Jacob Wall to serve Ilhan Omar with a sworn affidavit under penalty and perjury swearing that she has never married any of her biological siblings. It's been said that she married her brother. Well, we went to her house and her office today. Both were vacant. Where's Ilhan? We called her office this morning and her staff confirmed she's in the district. When I asked why she married her brother seven months ago, she wouldn't answer that question. But she allowed her friend, Rashida, to assault me. You remember that when she confronted her. So uh, Laura posted on Instagram uh, the document that she wanted to provide to this elected member of Congress to swear that she has never married one of her biological siblings. Now, Minnesota is the center of attention for myself when it comes to socialism. Uh, Like I said, I am I am actually done with my article for red flag laws. I'm just putting in a few more details for you guys to see. I've sourced a lot of non-mainstream articles that'll make your head, you know, they'll make you think, wow. But Minnesota is piloting all of these things. They have red flags in place. They just passed a new Minnesota kind of uh, socialist agenda. 
by offering people free health care, free housing, subsidies, and um, everything Minnesota. Not only that, but we have most of our terrorists literally coming from there. So there was an article that was published on ToriSays.com um, by Haley Kennington. Guys, it's, it's pretty incredible. So we have a Minnesota citizen charged with kidnapping and holding a journalist for three years hostage in Somalia. This guy is from Minnesota. Guess who imported him? Come on. Can we take a guess? What company have we been talking about? What organization that uses federal and state funding to import these jihadis? Come on. Lutheran Social Services. Yes, indeed. So she reports that a freelance journalist was kidnapped and held in Somalia for nearly three years with a $20 million ransom by Somali-born U.S. citizen now, refugee, right? Abdi Y. Hassan. Federal investigators say Hassan is part of an operation of Somali pirates. Uh-huh. Hassan is 51. He was born in the Somali capital of Mogadishu and arrested last Friday in Minneapolis, accused of holding three people hostage on the coast of Somalia. He was charged in federal court in New York with six felony counts that range from kidnapping to hostage-taking and illegal use of firearms. The journalist that was held captive is not being named in the documents. But according to the complaint, uh, other heavily armed captors abducted the journalist on the 24th of January 2012 from a vehicle in northern Somali city of Galcayo. Uh, another one or more of the men hit the victim in the head. Okay, so they were holding him captive at 1.0. Threats by the hostage taker, if the 20 million was not received, included withholding food and water from the journalist. The gunman also demanded a letter signed by a high-ranking U.S. official pledging that the kidnappers would not be held responsible for the abduction. What? I would like to know... What, who got that letter? Because we've seen one high-ranking U.S. official that signed letters and sent letters pleading for ISIS recruits to not go to jail. Actually, some of them didn't go to jail in Minnesota. And that's none other than Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Abdullahi. Omar and Abdullahi is the same last name as the prime minister today of Somalia, which curiously, just so you know, you know, a, a lot of pictures are going around how Ilhan Omar was arrested in Minnesota in 2013. Do you know why she was arrested? I'll tell you why. Because she was trespassing at a hotel where the former prime minister was there and she was protesting him. She was protesting that prime minister. Now, you know, we have Abdullahi. No protest there. Just so everybody knows where this is going. Now, um, at some point, a family member was told that the situation had gotten very serious and another hostage had been tortured in front of the journalist. A three-day deadline was set for payment of the ransom, and the journalist told the family members the captives would sell the journalist to al-Shabaab. Who else has connections? Oh, yeah, that's right. Ilhan Omar. And so, um, and, you know, al-Shabaab is a jihadi uh, fundamentalist group that pledged allegiance to the militant Islamic organization back 
in 2012 al-Qaeda. I mean, they're all the same. Al-Shabaab, ISIS, Hamas, al-Qaeda. They're all mercenaries. They're all the same. They all have the same goal. So um, Minnesota, CBS Minnesota was in the courtroom and Hassan claimed to have worked for the Minister of Interior and Security for the state of Somalia. (laughs) Wait a minute. So he's an American citizen, right, that was working, again, listen to that, the Minister of Interior and Security in Somalia. Hmm. He moved to Minnesota in 1998. And nobody knows why Hassan was in Minneapolis. Hello. We already know that Minneapolis is what? The center of jihadi ISIS recruitment. We all know this already. And a Minnesota judge decided to continue to keep Hassan Hassan detained um, in New York until the hearing um, will keep him until uh, the hearing when at that point he'll be escorted uh, to New York to follow further charges. So pretty interesting, right? I mean, things are unfolding. The reason that I've been focusing on Minnesota for, you know, months and months now is because we've got an attorney general that is Sharia compliant, an attorney general that was elected, even though there was evidence that he beat women. He's been very outspoken about the need for Islam in the United States while he was, you know, not attorney general. He also had his um, law license lapse but yet he's still attorney general. And then we also have a sheriff uh, that is gay. And so he, for some reason, is siding with them, the same people that would throw him off roofs, right, to abolish ICE. Then we have Ilhan Omar that's been elected. Then we have the governor of Minnesota, who on his actually advisory board has the chapter president for CARE. And remember, CARE is a terrorist organization as deemed by the Arabs themselves. I mean, why aren't we doing that yet? So this is pretty incredible. I'm really excited to have uh, my very good friend, Laura, on the ground in Minnesota. Uh, We'll be meeting up uh, in three weeks uh, to get some other stuff done together. Uh, In the meantime, uh, we need to uh, look at what, how Minnesota is setting the tone for the rest of the nation. Um, in regards to uh, socialist ideologies being implemented at a state level. Colorado today passed the red flags law, which means that the police can take your arms with no due process. Like, whatever happened to that, right? Whatever happened to due process and not take my things unless, you know, you have provided me notice uh, under these red flag laws. You have no notice. They show up. They get an electronic warrant. And in 14 days, you need to go plead your case in front of a judge. Kind of like the FISA warrants. Now, before we get into fake news and analyzing Uh, the source of the fake news. I have an article literally ready to go up and hopefully during my first break, I can quickly skim through it for any spelling errors or anything uh, because it's pretty huge Uh, because you're going to realize the um, severity of this Jesse Smollett hoax, the source and how it perpetuated. I was really excited to get a an anonymous, well, I know the person, but it, I have to say they're anonymous, from uh, Good Morning America, 
they work there and they contacted me telling me who told them that they must have Jesse Smollett on the show to talk about his story. You guys will never believe it. So, um, that article is already done. Uh, so is my article in regards to red flag laws. Remember, Tuesday, we're going to have Raheem Williams. He's actually the uh, policy advisor for like the young Republicans of North Dakota. Great guy. Super well-versed in uh, you know, our Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. And the article in itself will give you some other reading materials. You know, A lot of people say, why do you promote other journalists or other papers? Or It's not about who gets the story first. It's that the story gets told. That's the real thing. This is what every person that publishes, gets on radio, does. We're all supposed to be working together. We're all supposed to be, uh, I would say, cooperating, um, working for the greater good. That is that is the essence of the news, which has been lost. And we'll get all into that uh, in the next half hour. Jeez, is the mainstream media on fire today? So before we get to that, I thought maybe we can um, listen uh, to our president's um, a little bit to our president's uh, speech yesterday about um, African American leaders, pioneers, visionaries that have uplifted and inspired our country. Uh, a good group that. this is. Thank you very much. Wow, what a good group this is. This is the future. This is the future. That's true. The First Lady and I are thrilled to host so many friends and pastors and government leaders, and our stage is being filled up with a bunch of winners like you, because I know you for a long time, Bob. And I want to thank you very much. Special, special guy, special friend for a long time to be at the White House to celebrate African-American History Month. Do you like the White House, right? This is the place, right? You know that. We're also grateful to be joined by our wonderful Vice President and Second Lady, Mike and Karen Pence. Hi, Mike. Hi, Karen. Mike, come on over here. Come on over here. Get up here, Mike. Come on, Karen. What a job they do. Today, we are here to honor the extraordinary contributions of African-Americans to every aspect of American life, history, and culture. From the earliest days of this nation, African-American leaders, pioneers, and visionaries have uplifted and inspired our country in art, in science, literature, law, film, politics, business, and every arena of national life. The depth and glory of these contributions are beyond measure. You know it, I know it, and everybody knows it. We especially pay tribute to the African-American heroes who have sacrificed in the name of freedom, equality, and dignity for all Americans. Thank you. Every citizen alive today and generations yet unborn are forever in debt of the brave souls who stared down injustice 
and champion champion the eternal cause of civil rights. We're joined for tonight's ceremony by many distinguished guests, including Surgeon General Jerome Adams. Where's Jerome? Jerome, get up here, Jerome. Come on, Jerome. Thank you very much. Hi, Jerome. Been a little while, huh? Thank you very much. Great job you're doing. I'd also like to thank all of the members of my cabinet who are in attendance. We have a lot of them here tonight, and I want to thank you very much for being here. You're doing a great job. You just take a look at our economy, stronger than it's ever been before. And by the way, as you've been hearing me say, African-American unemployment is at an all-time low, historic low. The history of our country, it's never been better, so that's a great thing. Thank you all as well to the young African-American activists who are here today. You are really and truly the leaders of the future. And get in there and go down. Since the beginning of our republic, African-Americans have given their heart, their love, and their very lives to the pursuit. And you know this better than anybody. You have worked so hard. I guess when you get right down to it, we're all working very hard. But the pursuit of liberty and justice for all. During the Revolutionary War, African-American soldiers fought at the Battle of Yorktown and helped our nation gain independence. In the next century, Frederick Douglass, Sonja Truth, Harriet Tubman, and countless others risked everything to end the evil of slavery and secure the sacred blessings of freedom. And here we are all together in the White House. This is a great thing, right? This is a great thing. And this is a very, very special place. A century later, Rosa Parks, Medgar Evers, and the immortal Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. challenged our nation to fulfill its founding promise that we are all created equal by God. In every moment of our history, African-Americans have called our nation to greatness. This year marks the 100th anniversary of the birth of Jackie Robinson. How good was Jackie Robinson? How good was Jackie? As a baseball fan, Jackie was special. He had to be special because that was. So I stopped it right there. I wanted you guys to just listen to the crowd. I can only tell you that if you see it on his timeline, you'll notice just how excited people were there, how genuine their smiles were, how incredible uh, the energy was. You know, uh, and, you know, it's very important that this speech happened at that point. Because we have the mainstream media that has been gas lighting our nation into polarized, you know, uh, manufactured hoaxes uh, of racism. And uh, today, and I'm hoping, like I said, during my break to put it up there, you will see that the source 
of this hoax. The people that perpetuated this is CNN. And do you know why they're so desperate to excuse or distance themselves? I mean, if you see the interviews Don Lemon has had, he even went to the extent to someone point said, well, you know, people should look to real journalists. Oh, I shouldn't really say that. No, 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 they should. And you aren't a real journalist. We're the news. Because if he was a real journalist, he wouldn't have perpetuated the story. He wouldn't have pushed the story and he wouldn't have started it. You know, one can only speculate like many do that they helped manufacture it. I mean, a lot is coming to the surface. And you know what? Coupled with what? Coupled with the fact that Justice, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has decided to take a look at the Sullivan case. You guys know what the Sullivan case is, right? It was Times versus Sullivan. It actually placed legal safeguards to journalists, uh, you know, to not be sued if they print things, uh, you know, to have this freedom of the press. But here's what it did. It was so broad that you couldn't really sue them for libel, right? So I would love to see a case that all of us, 65 million of us, file and put forward to CNN. You know, that's actually a great idea, isn't it? So I am going to work on that idea because you know what? I can get a rocket docket in my state. My state's slow. We only have 700,000 citizens. It'll cost me, what, 100 somewhat dollars? I think all of us can pitch in a dollar, right? Let's file that case. Let's file that federal lawsuit against CNN for gaslighting the nation with this Jussie Smollett hoax. Because we've got a Supreme Court justice that's taking a look at it, and you know what? They're all in panic. Forbes yesterday published an article, and they ended it with, the hostility to Sullivan expressed by Justice Thomas and President Trump constitute a menacing alert that is important precedent may not be as durable as we've assumed. Durable for what? For manufacturing stories? For suing you? Because, you know, these Covington boys are suing you and they're going to win. And guess what? With this Jesse Smollett hoax, we're going to see you, Lemon. Because you started it. You're the source of everything. Every single article out there is talking about you texting him. And at some points even saying, I'm so sorry, Jesse, that I'm constantly texting. I just want to know that you're okay. Remember? All the articles in January were about him. I said it. Kind of funny how we're getting a lynching bill through. Guys, they were orchestrating this in tangent. They're trying to spin the story that he was upset that he wasn't getting paid enough. $65,000 per episode. Expense paid trips back and forth. Not enough money. His rent is only three grand a month where he lives in Chicago. This is BS. And the great news is, is that we have purged the majority of FBI non American, right? Non-American first siders. So now that the FBI is on this, we're going to see a lot more come out. We're going to have all these unredacted phone records. We're going to know everything. And you know what? After the break, I'm going to break down the timeline of this Jesse Smollett hoax. One by one. They are in full panic mode. Sullivan to be revisited. Oops. Because Sullivan is the only thing that they can claim immunity for.
What are they going to say? Well, people on social media, so who cares? Who are these people? Oh, so an up close video. Did you get all the facts before you did it? You slandered this person. You know, and the same thing goes for law enforcement, right? You won't see a police officer say, well, I know Joey sells drugs on TV. If he doesn't have evidence of that, he could get sued. (laughs) But you know, if your politicians do that, uh, which they wouldn't, but some elected officials have the audacity to do that too. And they claim immunity, um, kind of like the attorney general in New York. And we'll talk about that in the second half. So we need to break down this Jussie Smollett hoax. So you guys can see exactly what's going on. First of all, I suggest, you know, that show that comes on crime, like dumbest criminals of America or something. Have you ever seen that where they like, you know, admit and they like, They're just like, how dumb are they? They're like really, you know, bad criminals. Well, this should be in it. He paid for the crime in a check. He was talking to them all the time. He organized, they were his neighbors and friends. And I'll do air quotes, friends, right? So this is, this is pretty incredible. So we've got a dumb criminal because he thought that his buddies in CNN, right? And his buddies that are in high offices within and throughout the United States now or were would have his back. But Jesse, you're going to start to learn, even though your story is one for sympathy. Oh gosh. I was so like upset that nobody gave merit to the letter, which the letter (laughs) was written by Jesse. So that is going to be even worse. So he thinks that that letter can't be traced back to him. It's 2019, Jussie. We can find where him licking the paper, touching the paper. You know, you use glue, man. Even if you use, well, maybe he used gloves, but at some point that paper, something. We'll figure it out from where it went from the postman. We have cameras to where it landed and who put it there. Things can happen. I mean, maybe we'll trace it back to an intern at Empire where it was just slotted within their mail. We'll all see. But after the break... We'll talk about and break down this orchestrated hoax. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it. But we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone. And call right now. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. 
855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for MyPillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back to the Tori Sess Show. I'm your host, Tori. Remember, you can find um, me on Twitter and Gab at Tori underscore says. And obviously, you can go to ToriSays.com and find latest publications. I have amazing journalists that you know publish uh, through the site. Um, we are trying to vamp up analytical analytico news that should be coming later on in 2019. Uh, you know, we are the news guys. And if you saw Haley's article on that, you'll also see the article on this child that was trafficked. A a victim of child trafficking that killed her perpetrator. And that is going on. Um, That article was published by Haley today as well. Uh, You need to take a look. I'm still like editing um, my article on Don Lemon. But you know what? I can walk you through it. uh, And then I would... Uh, totally recommend that you read it because the 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 thing that we need to understand is CNN is very nervous right now. Our president and all of us have been so frustrated over the past two years with this narrative pushing the Russia, 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 Russia. The he's in a box. We're gonna get him. He's gonna be impeached. Look at this. You know they're telling us what to think. They're telling us how to think. And now they have started to. What infiltrate every facet of our being. They are claiming this hate crime that is a hoax was a division caused by our president that fell flat on their face because they underestimate the people. How many of us are out there digging and digging every day? Tons. Because we are the news. We are the president's cyber soldiers out there, right? We are out there digging for everything. The things that they can hide, they can only hide for so long. Now, uh, I don't know if I should, you know what? I'll say it. 
I want you all, because this is like prediction time, right? But this is a little bit, a few weeks going. So pay attention to what I'm going to say before I start on CNN and Jesse. We know that the Mueller investigation is ending next week, right? So we're going to have a lot of that. We've got our president going to Hanoi. We've got Barr ending the Mueller investigation. And then, you know, once that investigation is closed, I think we're going to see some changes in regards to the Flynn sentencing, I hope. But we will see this OIG report come out. But not Huber yet. That is happening at the end of March. So I was made aware yesterday by a few friends in different states and even in mine that suddenly these sealed indictments have now pushed magistrate courts. Things that should have happened with grand juries within our states are being pushed you know, regular things like drug dealers, you know, whatever. (laughs) And it seems that we're going to be having some Huber pop-ups. Some indictments are actually popping because the local states are pushing back grand juries for things like, you know, smuggling, child trafficking, etc. Guys, this is huge. We are going to see perp walks. High level perp walks. I am super stoked. The more information I get, I will provide. But you know, it's always thinking about the bigger picture. How is it in this state out west, out west, that a case on a huge drug ring, you know, a huge, okay, so they're lower level drug dealers, and I'm not going to mention the state, but let's just say they're in. Pacific Standard Time. So there is a case that um, is supposed to be sealed. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it has a lot of facets on lower levels. So that's why it's really easy to piece together that it exists, right? Let's just put it that way. That um, have to do with a cartel smuggling organization. Now, this has been in the works for, you know, three months. They've been arresting lower level uh, drug rings. Uh, Not so extensive, but it's in the grand jury. And for some reason in that state, all grand jury things have been postponed and pushed back with no explanation as to why, uh, you know, there's no hearing. It's just continued. And I saw this in Mountain Time State, Central Time State, and one Eastern Standard Time State. So we are seeing a trend that is getting me uber excited so we need to understand that that list that we have with these sealed indictments is gonna start to pop hard because that is a very big deal that should tell you everything you need to know so we've got Mueller investigation ending oig report coming after that and then mid to end march boom we're gonna have perp walks and i um I'm just going to say we know and we can't say how that some elected people that decided not to resign and decided to run even though they shouldn't have in all levels, not just federal, um, are on those. Interesting. 
So let's get to this hoax. I need to play a little, little clip for you of uh, Don Lemon talking. Let's see. Let me find this clip so that way you get what we're saying. You know what? I'm going to play you a clip from, uh, you know, a while back. Let's take a listen. CNN reports that Empire star and singer Jussie Smollett performed at his first show since his reported attack last week, tearfully telling fans at the event in Southern California that he is not fully healed, but he's doing okay. The Empire actor said Tuesday that he was attacked by two men who were yelling out racial and homophobic slurs in what Chicago police are investigating as a possible hate crime. He identifies as gay and plays a gay character on the series. Smollett said one of his attackers put a rope around his neck and poured an unknown chemical substance on him. He said, I'm not fully healed yet, but I'm going to be okay, and I'm going to stand strong with y'all. I can't let attackers win. All right, so that's clip number one. What was the first sentence? CNN reports. This is from January 29th. So let's take a listen to how um, we had Lemon on TV, literally, giving advice to Jesse Smollett and why he lost in the court of public opinion. Listen. People, the early skeptics were black queer folk saying this just doesn't seem to add up. I hope it's, you know, he's not lying. Right. But this just doesn't add up. Because why? Why do you think they were so skeptical of it? Well, common sense often always kicks in. Um, I think the the way he had outlined or sort of uh, the, the way the facts were put out, it was a little too perfect. Um, and the idea that at least there were allegations that he kept the rope around his leg for a long time. Did he go to the hospital right away? There didn't seem to be a press conference right after it happened, you know, from his attorneys to sort of outline exactly what happened. Well, what was the extent of his injuries? He said that he, you know, a, a liquid was, was poured on him. What was that? There just didn't seem to be um, enough outrage from him right after it happened in terms of letting us know what the facts are. I, I, I think know? it's, I, I, I see it this way. Look, the bottom line is when things happen, number one, we live in a very visual society, exactly. right? Exactly. And generally when we're having a conversation, Don Midwin, there's a videotape, we're analyzing it, we're dissecting it. That was not the case here. There's a cell phone, there's some surveillance, it was absent. So then you go to the facts and you say, could it have happened? And then you get to the fact it's two in the morning. And then you get to the fact it's 20 degrees below zero. And then you get to the fact that it's 40 minutes after the fact that you reported. And then you get to the fact that you still have the noose around your neck. And then you get to the fact that you still have your Subway sandwich. And then you get to the fact that you had cell phone records and you were supposed to turn them over, but you redacted them beforehand. And then you get to the fact that I happened to be on the phone with my manager at the time, and so therefore people were skeptical as to the story. Now, going back real quick, Don, to what you're talking about, about why. No one knows why. And the point is, from a prosecutor's perspective, it's not going to even matter because you don't have to establish motive when you're talking about someone filing a false report. You just will have to establish that you did it. And it's troubling. And the other issue is it demeans and undervalues people who are true victims of crime, who really are out crying for investigations. And not only that, but you're talking about the diversion of resources. Let's keep it real. You want to keep it real? We're talking about Chicago. There's plenty of places that 12 detectives could have been investigating Mm -hmm. as opposed to executing search warrants. And then factually, they even the police now have the receipt for the noose that's around 
around his neck, I think it's a problematic case. Well, according to the reports that are out there, and it's even part of uh, the police department, said he, he says that he didn't want to report it, that his friend made him report it, and that's what took so long. Some of those questions has been answered. That no, said, no, no. And that he... So, d- Go Some on. of the questions he's answered as to whether those answers carry merit yes, or are sufficient, that's another issue. When we're prepping clients, I mean, there are answers to everything. Yeah. But the issue is, does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Does it resonate? And when you keep having to explain, why didn't you turn and, over the and, full phone And record? is it credible? Right. Does it make sense given the circumstances? Is it reasonable? Does it? What? No. No. Is it, is it reasonable? Would, would a victim of crime do and say the things that he did no. But, you know, I watched his interview on Good Morning America, and I, I came why away... Why did he do that interview? I, I don't... Let me I, just say I something, too. With, I came away with watching him thinking, I hope he's telling the truth because I'm not convinced. Okay. So let me say something about this. Wait, Don Lemon, before we hear what he has to say, CNN was the one that recommended that he do that interview. And he's like, why did he do that interview? What? Why did he do that interview? Uh Uh-oh, CNN. You're showing your fake news because now, you know, we're the news and someone's going to read this and get that correspondence and chit-chat. Let's take a listen to what Don says here. Someone who sits here every single night and tries to get interviews with people who are involved in the news. Oftentimes when people go, they go into crisis PR management. They call a crisis PR person. That crisis PR person will tell them, do a morning show. They've got a lot of viewers. Never throw yourself on the mercy of the court. This is not 1997. It's not even 2006. It's not even 20. That no longer works. This is, and in this particular case, this is not an entertainment story. This has become a political story because of the whole MAGA part. And you know where that is played out and lived daily? In cable news and on social media. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to take your Listen fight, to what he says. you need to take it to the pit, to where it's happening. It's not happening on morning shows. That's right. They talk about the news for a few minutes. Nothing against morning shows. I love all my colleagues there. I think they do a great job. But that's not where it is now, especially when it comes too, to this. <laughs> but, 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 what, but what I'm saying is that doesn't work. Wait for it. Come on a show like this or any of my other colleagues and sit down with us live for an hour or however long it takes, answer the questions to real journalists. that need to be answered from real journalists. Huh. I shouldn't say that. From journalists yeah, you shouldn't, who you're not. don't have to worry about the entertainment arm of their particular... Well, I, oh, well the, the real did you guys person. hear that? So basically, he's a real journalist. They shouldn't go anywhere else. So, uh, you know, he obviously threw it to the wind of saying that morning shows are entertainment... Right. But, you know, evening shows aren't because you're going to hear about that now. And real journalists. Well, where is he the real journalist? He was the source of this story. Guys, I have a quote from USA Today in my article that I am literally publishing in like a minute where he says, um, I've had fear recently because of the political environment. I get death threats. I have security. Really? So you have armed people of these things that happen. Listen, we always been divided ideologically, but there's something different going on now. This is what he said. And he also in that article said, um, you know, I know that I might be bothering you and I'm so sorry. I just want to make sure you're okay, Jesse. Seriously, this is quoted. He was texting him constantly. He was the first person that spoke with Jesse. He was the source of the story. 
He perpetuated it. CNN is in a lot of trouble now because they didn't substantiate it. He, oh, why did he go to the police? I mean, his friend convinced him he shouldn't have gone to the police. Oh, just leave it in the media. Don't go to the police. Because, you know, you do have the right to say that I don't want this crime investigated. Whatever, right? You do have that right. You don't have to prosecute someone if you don't want to. You don't have to file charges. But here's where you're wrong, Don. You know, you gave him that advice to go to the police and spin it out. You thought it was ironclad, but it's not because none of you have his back. You're letting him go under and you're pushing this new story of he was so sad to have such low wages. I mean, $65,000 per episode. Like who can live on that, right? Seriously. This is where we're at. And you know, Don Lemon is the fruitiest person I know. Fruity. Fruity in regards to, he has no, he's like a concoction of a fruit cocktail. He doesn't have one specific flavor. Because if you have one specific flavor, then you have stability in what you project. This guy is sour, just like his name. He's a lemon. He has nothing but race baiting. And you know what? This article just went up on torysays.com. And you know what picture I put on there? From a very long time ago, this race baiter has done this before. How? I have a picture on him of him holding up the word cracker and the N word on national television. Holding it up. Well, he thinks the internet is not forever. It's right there for everyone to see. That's actually quite well sourced. That is him holding it up. Race baiter. And you know what? Now they're in trouble because we've got the Supreme Court justice taking a look and saying, how can we hold them accountable? We've got lawsuits going against all media outlets that reported on the Covington boys. You know what? Laura Loomer's got cases. They're all painting her alt-right. Crazy. This and that. That woman is an activist. Regardless if you agree with her or not. She is exposing things that nobody else is talking about. I mean, how is the media not going to report that an attorney general is being elected who had his license lapse? So you have to be an attorney to be an attorney general and that had documented evidence of domestic violence, police reports and hospital reports. Interesting, isn't it? And you know what? If CNN was all about this hate crime stuff, well, what about that young man in Berkeley that was beat up? Turning Point USA student. Um, my daughter actually has applied to have a chapter of her own, but you know, now that she joined the military, can't really do it. But the thing is, he was out there exercising his right to recruit people for Turning Point USA for his little chapter at Berkeley, and he was punched in the face. Where is CNN? CNN, you want, what? what is it that he said? Facts matter? Well, these facts matter. You have it right there. That boy was exercising his right to free speech, and he was punched in the name of hate. Where are you reporting it? How are, is this selective reporting? Are you not a real journalist? Because all I see is real journalists talking about this. The people that voted for that president, American citizens with voting rights, people that are up in arms saying, listen, I don't agree with this kid. I don't like President Trump, but he shouldn't have been punched because you know what? All of America is getting red pilled and your pants are being pulled and coupled with the fact that our Supreme Court justice had made the notion now 
to reopen, and he's reopening Sullivan. You are in a lot of trouble. But the one thing is, we're not going to forget. We're going to give you credit where credit is due, Don Lemon. You started this hoax. You perpetuated. You put gas onto a fire that you guys started and like Comey said you are weaving that fabric and that fabric that the mainstream media and the fourth unelected branch of government have is socialism division hate and race baiting and this isn't the first time Don Lemon race baits and you know I think it's really important that everybody Gives him credit. We should say great job on the Justice Smollett hoax because they are now trying to distance themselves. But every single publication that went out the morning after the attack says, as reported by CNN, as Don Lemon says, and he was crying and he was emotional and he was like, Jesse, Jesse. But now they're just acquaintances, right? They're not friends. Oh, we met in 2015. Oh, and we met a couple times in New York. How friendly are you? Let's just think about that for a second. How the mainstream media has decided to selectively choose what kind of race baiting or hate crimes they're going to report on. And specifically, they run, hit the ground running with hoaxes. And just like that gentleman said on the show, I mean, where's the, you know, why aren't they analyzing the video? We're not analyzing video. We're not doing this anymore. You know, CNN was part of that too. This is, it's time to pay the piper. Whatever protections they think they have, they don't. Because the people are tired of it. You know, back in the days, well, I don't know when back in the days. I would say what, maybe the 40s, 1800s? I don't know. Because when someone's paying your salary, when you've got interests other than that of the people, see, because if people funded me, right, and not companies, because, you know, I don't get any money. I don't get paid for what I do. And I don't need it at this point. Because my job is to put out the news just the way it is. And when we see people that are being paid, they take salaries. Well, then you got to think to yourself, hold on a second. Um, they've got interests. So if suddenly, you know, let's pretend they're um, advertising a cupcake shop, right, on their show. And that cupcake shop uh, suddenly has 50 lawsuits for salmonella, you know, illness born from eating their cupcakes. Do you think that station is going to run a story about Salmonella being linked to that cupcake company? Do you think that they're going to report negatively on the company that's paying to keep them their lights on? I, I don't think so. So reporters or journalists are always, we're always supposed to what? Report the facts and allow you to think about it. And think about how you want to feel about it how you want to apply that, how you want to see it, how you want to interpret it, and what it makes you feel. Now journalists are telling you how to feel and not to think. Just take it. So this feeds into uh, this Jussie Smollett hoax, this race baiting, because we now we're seeing CNN on damage control. They are literally on damage control because they were the source of the Jesse Smollett hoax. 
He admitted it on his own show. Every single publication that was issued that morning had Don Lemon's name in it. So one, fairly, like I see, all over social media speculates that he had his hand in it, that he assisted in putting this out, that he cooperated. Remember, listen to him saying it himself. Listen to him. He tells you. In a supplemental interview with authorities, Smollett confirmed what he had already been, what had already been reported in the media, claiming that one of the attackers also shouted, this is MAGA country. In those early morning hours of the 29th, Smollett took himself to Northwestern Memorial Hospital with a friend. And as you may know, Jesse is gay. And since 2015, he has played a gay character, Jamal Lyons, on Empire. So it's a little bit personal for me, and I'll tell you why, because that's when I met yes, him. Yes, it is. I was asked to come on the show, play myself, and a little cameo. I got, he said, he introduced himself and he said I, I'm a big fan of you know I love your work it's good to have you here on the set very nice guy we chatted for a couple times after that I saw him maybe when he came to New York a couple times I know him not best friends but I do know him so I spoke to him while he was at the hospital his friend who was there texted me in the middle of the night and said hey this happened to Jesse. I called a friend. The friend happened to be there. And he, Jesse, he said, oh, Jesse's here. Here's the phone. So he told me in his own words what he said happened. But I've also got to tell you, to be quite honest, that a lot of people, including people in the community, people of color and gay people, had questions about this from the very beginning, the veracity of this story. A lot of people were reasonably skeptical about Jesse's story. Some of the details just didn't seem to make sense. And as we always say around here, facts first. But the facts raised a lot of questions. Police told CNN that authorities had video of Smollett entering the Lowe's Chicago after the alleged attack. And he still had what appeared to be a noose around his neck. Police spokesman Anthony Gugliami said that Smollett told detectives that the two men who he said attacked him yelled empire and a slur against gay people and empire inward. And then there's the letter. On January 22nd, a week before the alleged attack, what appeared to be a threatening letter containing a white powder was received at Cinespace Studios in Chicago. That's where Empire is filmed. CNN has obtained a copy of that letter last week shared by a person close to Jesse Smollett. It included a message apparently cut from magazine clippings and a stick figure drawing, which Jesse described to ABC News as a stick figure hanging from a tree which had a gun pointing towards it. The letter was addressed to Jesse, including... How did time go by? I guess I'll see you guys right after this break. And I'm posting my article on Twitter and Gab during that break. See you all in a few.
Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of the Tori Sess Show. I'm your host, Tori. Remember, on my second half, I do open up my phone lines. My telephone number is 215-TOP-TALK. That's 215-867-8255. So we were talking about Don Lemon, CNN, and the Jussie Smollett hoax. Now, why am I tying this in with uh, the Supreme Court Justice Thomas's indication that Uh, You know, like he said just a few days ago that he concurs with the president that the time has come for the Supreme Court to rethink Sullivan and defamation of public officials. Now, officials meaning any public person, because what it was deemed is that, um, you know, public figures burden in defamation and action in common law deems that libel against public figures, if anything, is more serious and uh, causes more injury to others than ordinary libel. So then you have to think, like, what does a public person mean? Does it mean public within your city? So does it mean how um, expansive the media is or the libel? Like, how do you prove it? It's like kind of like this. Let's pretend your name is um, Tom Jones. And you live in a small city like Fargo, North Dakota. Small, you know, everybody kind of knows everyone. There's only 100,000 people. And you're the only Tom Jones in that city. And so the local media learns from the police that they arrested Tom Jones, not saying where he's from, just Tom Jones, for armed robbery and rape and all these things. So the local media finds Tom Jones in Fargo, puts his picture in the paper, and starts writing the article. The local TV news also do that. And by the time, you know, Tom Jones gets that news, it's when he is at work and his boss is like, you're fired. And he's like, why am I fired? You're a rapist. You're an armed robber. You're a fraud. You're this. You are done. (laughs) and you know tom jones is like uh no i'm not uh i didn't do any of that i've been at work you see me i'm in my office how am i arrested don't care you're out we cannot have you as a liability to the company so the media then puts out a redaction saying wrong picture this is the tom jones he's from this place and this place but what happens to tom jones of fargo Tom Jones of Fargo that was maimed on the internet, criticized on social media, people just lynch mobbing him, his family being attacked, uh, you know, getting fired from work, all these things. What happens to Tom Jones? Nothing. Tom Jones can't do anything because according to Sullivan, the media made a mistake. 
And, you know, they put a byline or a little redaction and that's okay. So there's in essence kind of immune. It's kind of like, uh, you know, prosecutors, they claim immunity too. They're like, well, we're doing our justice. Well, how are you doing justice? This is something the attorney general of New York tried to push. You know, when people push back at her saying, you know, you're giving the Trump family a thorough colonoscopy. You're looking for a crime. There is no crime reported. You don't have a victim. You don't have monetary loss, but you are probing the Trump family. Oh, yeah, but I have prosecutorial immunity because it's my job to look and see. Well, no, it's not your job. In America, we don't investigate people. We investigate crimes. And this is where it limits prosecutorial immunity. Same thing with the media. It limits your immunity. In this case of Jussie Smollett, we should give credit where credit is due. And we should credit CNN for this wildfire of a hoax that went through the nation. The fact that they perpetuated, perpetuated this story, this narrative, and we've seen it before, you know, Russia, 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 and now it's race, race, race. And the thing is, Don Lemon is one that always uses the race card. Who's tired of it? I'm tired of it. I'm super tired of it. So the Sullivan case is a really big deal. Because if you actually think about it, 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 it creates an environment where we can actually hold them accountable for things. And by re-examining this and putting it out is that we can actually sue them easier. Because now we're going to have to redefine what public means. And public will be anyone. Because in 2019, everyone is public. So this is an argument. This will be incredible. This is how we can put a leash on this crazy media. And people are like, well, that's silencing free press. No, it's not. It's making sure you have your facts and your ducks in a row. When you're going to paint someone as a white supremacist, you better have a picture of them in a KKK hoodie. You better have them promoting and talking on video and on audio that can be verified by third persons and it's not some, you know, fake, right? Because there's fake, you know, we can create fake videos that can be substantiated. You know, that's what we need to do. And I am one, totally a free speech. We should pull everybody's pants down that should be held accountable. But you should have all the facts. If you don't have the facts, you better keep your mouth shut. And I don't care who you are. If you're media, if you're a prosecutor, if you're a police officer, if you're anything, have your facts straight. Because this is something that will open the floodgates for people to protect their privacy. And I love it. I love it. And it comes down to all public officials. Like, for example, if I was to, like my article about Nancy Pelosi's, talking about her containers, talking about her money. Now, if I was wrong or falsely put that documentation and it's wrong, then she would be able to demand damages for me. Right? She should. She should. Corrupt or not, she should. But it's not. Because we have to make sure that everything is vetted. And the thing is, it's funny, right? But it's all these alternative, you know, citizen journalists that come with actually hard facts. 
We double check our things. I won't publish something that I haven't checked. I won't publish something or talk about something that I haven't vetted or approved myself because, you know, on top of it, it's intent. Is it intent to put it out, right? And here you would have to think, was there intent to race bait the nation? Yes, it was. Because you got to say that Trump is racist. You got to say he's homophobic. He's this, he's that. And you can't anymore because if this gets opened up, you will be held accountable. And you know what's going to be great about that is that we're going to have fully vetted news. They will not be able to give their own versions of alternative, uh, you know, scenarios or talk about emotions. It will be facts. And this, I think, is super necessary. Because then we're back to actual news. We're back to, you know, they can decide to omit things. But you know what I predict? That if we actually do hold our mainstream media, our journalists, citizen and mainstream, right, accountable for their actions, that we're going to see a rise in these morning talk shows and evening talk shows and whatnot, which are classified entertainment, and people are going to focus on that more, That's my crystal ball moment. So I'm really looking forward to the Sullivan case now being reopened. I'm looking forward to holding them accountable, but I'm also looking forward to the definitions of what a public figure means. Um, It shouldn't be just political officials. It shouldn't be just public entities that are on, you know, entertainment tonight or whatever, Um, but actual people, just the public in general. Because a lot of little people can have their lives destroyed and no one should be immune to that. When you come out of the gates, you better be sure that you've got it. Kind of like the stuff I say, there's no way I'm going to call you a pedophile if I don't have documentation, evidence, testimony to back that up. That's the way it goes. So in 2019, I'm really hoping that this, this gets done and we can actually hold people accountable for libel. You know, on social media, we have uh, Facebook monitoring things, but the, you know, libel only goes one way, right? It's only if you do it against protected persons like um, granola munchers or hijab wearers. Those are the people that you can't talk about. Everybody else you can. It's pretty interesting, right? I'm, I'm, I'm finding it. I, I, I actually think it's really exciting. I was surprised. I wasn't expecting that, um, Justice uh, Thomas would actually do this. I, I really wasn't. This is this is amazing. And considering that RBG <laughs> is on her way out, uh, you know, this is this will be exciting to see and happen. I'm I'm excited about it. Now, in other news, I thought that we could just um take a look at our president's tweets and see what he's telling us for today, right? Because uh, like I've said before, anything he tweets about, he wants us to know about. And um, I've already given you a tip uh, in regards to these sealed indictments. Those are coming. Uh, okay, so Kimberly, okay, latest. Well, let's not go to the latest yet. Let's just work it up. So he talked about his um, African-American History Month. Great. He retweeted Flotus on the picture. He said something. He said, highly respected Senator Rich Burr, head of Senate Intelligence, said, after interviewing over 200 witnesses and studying over 2 million pages of documents, we have found no collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. The witch hunt 
so bad for our country must end. Well, you know, we've been saying that, but again, remember, who can we credit this? Fake news media. They're the ones sensationalizing it because they lost. And it's not Hillary that lost. It's their candidate that lost. Um, and, you know, fake news is so bad for our country, he said. Um, he tweeted out uh, a person called Dane, uh, Wayne Dunlap. Um, who said, desperate farce. No evidence presented after years of investigation by organization with massive resources and contacts, FBI, U.S. intelligence apparatus, huge news networks and media, Democrat Party, Hillary's campaign, U.S. Congress, and a once-in-a-decade special prosecutor. And here they are, and the picture shows CNN, the year 2038. Update. We should see evidence of Russia-Trump collusion any day now. Uh, that's Wolf Blitzer with the cane. And he's right. This is the thing. And, it, you know, it's, it's again, CNN. And CNN, unfortunately, because they're global, because they have monopolized um, and dominated the mainstream media, and they dictate to other channels what to do. Keep that in mind. They dictate. In my article, this person told me they dictated and they said we're going to just keep running it we're going to be you know uh, you know plugging it don't worry we'll use aspects of your interview we'll promote it just do it they wanted these interviews to happen they wanted everyone to say shame on any um make american great again hat wearer you're racist you're this you're that because they want that to happen now Another thing, uh, he retweeted Kimberly Strassel, who wrote, Conspiracy theorist Adam Schiff is looking for something new, anticipating a Mueller letdown. And um, she did an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal about it, um, which is interesting because we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, how, you know, the Democrats are understanding that they, one, will not get the full release of the Mueller report. I want all of it, though. I'm going to be one of those advocating with the Democrats because you know what they want. They want the full report so that way they can find one word, one pencil out of place, one hair out of place. So you go, oh, that's it. That's the smoking gun. And then run with it. That's why they want it. Okay, let's be clear. They want it. For me, it's just that I wanted to say, oh, look at all this corruption. Deleting text, emails. What else did we delete? Oh, this. Oh, and Hillary, did Obama really pay for the dossier? Well, not really. His lawyer did. So we don't know if it came out of his account or not. You see what I mean? This is why I want it. We all know why the Democrats want it all out there is because they want to find that one hair out of place. So they can say, oh, that's it. They missed it, but we found it. Trust us. So uh, in this article, she goes about saying that, you know, um, Schiff being the most, you know, insane of them all, uh, pushing this Trump-Russia thing, uh, is uh, starting a new phase of this Trump investigation and that everyone should be focused on it and that this new phase, um, you know, is means that they understand that the Mueller report had nothing. They understand they got caught. 
They understand there's nothing. They already knew there's nothing there. It's just the more you had Mueller on it, the more you could say, look, this president has been running with a special counsel. How are we going to reelect him in 2020? I mean, he's under investigation. Wasn't that what President Trump was saying when Hillary, how are we having a candidate when she's under FBI investigation? They were going to use our president words against him. So he needs to have this out there, you know, so they're going to start it differently. And, um, Renato Moriarty, again, CNN, CNN, you know what he said? Oh, this is merely the end of chapter one of the Trump-Russia collusion investigation. Seriously, guys, let's give them credit. Let's applaud them. Let's tell them how they get to bear that title. Fake news. They get to bear that title, usurpation of democracy. They get to bear the title that they are trying to remove a duly elected president. We should award them those titles. We should be calling them out. Kind of like Don Lemon should be, you know, race baiting Lemon. That's what he should be. Because that's exactly what he's been doing for decades. You know, three years ago, he came out adding that he's gay on top of it. So not only am I such a minority because I'm black, but, you know, I'm also gay. So... I'm more credible because I'm like super minority, not just minority. And come on, what does minority actually mean these days? Like less of something? Really? Uh, No, (laughs) that doesn't work because racism doesn't exist. You just create it. So now, you know, Schiff is looking at, like what I said, General Flynn, you know, saying that he violated the Logan Act. And now, you know, um, he's like put that forward and, you know, he's not even thinking about, you know, other things like, you know, Manafort or George Papadopoulos, which, by the way, we will have on this show next month. Um you know, none of this. He's focused on Trump's finances. And um, there was a report yesterday that an IRS agent um, out in California was arrested for leaking uh, financials or taxes or, you know, whatever uh, about Manafort. So uh, this is this is incredible because due process is really important in our country, regardless if Manafort's scum, he's bad, he's this, he's that, whatever. Right. Whatever. Whatever you want to call him, whatever. The bottom line is he's an American citizen and he is afforded the rights under the Constitution. And if any agent, I mean, even if the police break down your house without a warrant or if they pick out of something in your house or lift it or steal it, that is against the law. And if you obtain any evidence that you might call it, if it is evidence, you can't use that in a court of law because you didn't get it the right way. But see, they didn't think that they would get caught. But obviously the Mueller investigation had this evidence. So this is where we know that there's been a lot going on since Whitaker took in because they traced it back to this one IRS guy who was arrested the other day. So we're going to see that the Mueller investigation was tainted with violations and breaches of trust and, you know, kind of like commando fly-by-my-seat police work that we all know Mueller has done in the past. I mean, he was dirty hairy in Boston. He, you know, threatened, uh, you know, the AG during, uh, you know, the Bush administration. Come on, guys. This isn't something unexpected. We know. 
So now we have Schiff as the poster. He's got nothing to lose, by the way. Schiff's world is crumbling. You know, he's got a my long list of little kid diddling, right? And his, you know, sexy company, whatever he wants to call it, where they're qualified and registered, you know, you know, infant and child massagers, right? In this disgusting company called Little Kids with a Z that he's all into. We all know what goes on at the standard. Like, this is all going to come out. People could say whatever, which, by the way, I'm going to have Liz Crokin on the show. We're going to have a whole day of just talking. Maybe I can ask her if she would do two segments, like, you know, Wednesday and a Thursday or something. But we're just going to talk about child trafficking and, you know, this whole supposed Pizzagate conspiracy, because you've got to think, you know that Nancy Pelosi also has a pizza parlor called Goat Hill um, in San Francisco. And you know that most of her staffing emails were going to her husband at GoatHillPizza.com. I just wanted to say that why is it that all these perverts have pizzerias? Like, for example, you know that the U.S. Marshal in North Dakota resigned on the 31st of December, 2016, in the middle of the night, without any press, nobody released it, nobody talked about it at all. And the state had no U.S. marshal. It was immediately like just a temporary one. Interim one was appointed by President Trump when he swore in. So they had no actual U.S. marshal. And here's the backstory, and talking about pizza, right? So here's the backstory. His deputy marshal, a few weeks earlier was charged with child pornography, child molestation, all this stuff, right? These are officers, right? And in, and unfortunately, in my state, it happens more often than you think. Uh, this is one of the top child trafficking hubs in the nation, uh, probably because of all these pig farms. And we'll talk about that another time. But those of you that understand what I'm talking about, pig farms, you get it. So, um... This guy was arrested and charged. He was the deputy U.S. marshal for the state of North Dakota. And so just six weeks later, the U.S. marshal of North Dakota just dies. Like not dies, like literally, but he just disappears. Nobody talks about it. There was no publication. Not even one local paper reported it. No one made an announcement. What? Your state's U.S. marshal, you know, on the 31st of December resigns. With no press release anywhere? Hmm. Guess where he is now? He owns a pizza parlor. I kid you not. And it's adjacent to his best friend, the Attorney General, who we all know likes to kitty diddle, who um, ensures that organized child trafficking companies can operate without detection in the state. Legit stuff, guys. Legit stuff. I'm just saying. So we'll talk about that at another time. Um, But here's the thing. Let's get back to Schiff and their panic. So we all know Mueller's a big nothing burger. I've already given you a heads up, a heads up, that if you pay attention, you will see that states across the nation, the magistrate courts are pushing dates for things that are happening across the nation without any explanation like if you know if i'm the lawyer on the west coast and i'm representing these three you know migrants that had drugs and i had a bench you know appearance at the grand jury with them uh 
you know, and suddenly the judge is like, forget it. Um, it's a continuance. We'll let you know, but no excuse that hardly ever happens. And it's happening across the nation. So Schiff is on fire. He's dying. He needs the public to be with him. He needs to revive this. And of course, CNN is saying, this is chapter one. Now we're going to go to chapter two. (laughs) So here's the thing. He's talking about finances with Deutsche Bank. Uh, Pay attention, like I've said before. (laughs) So Deutsche Bank, right? Um, There was actually a raid on Dresdner. Uh, Wasserman Klein Bank, which is part of Deutsche Bank. There was a raid at Deutsche Bank, but it all happened because of the Panama paper. So I don't know how uh, President Trump fits into that. I mean, he has businesses, maybe he has accounts with them, but those raids were for something else. And also, let's remember, Germany was giving money uh, to Iran, cash, and, you know, obviously Deutsche Bank is the one that provides the cash uh, as the official German bank. So um, that's one. And also, just another thing I've mentioned before, Deutsche Bank and their uh, subsidiaries are the only ones that actually operate in China. So this is going to be interesting, too. So I don't know why he's bringing it up, because Fusion GPS also did business, so... Um, they say that, uh, pages 64 and 117 house testimony of Glenn Simpson, head of fusion GPS. They were talking about, um, Ivanka Trump. I mean, it's, it seems like a hot mess. Schiff is saying that he's entering phase two of this investigation. So the first one came up empty. So now we're going to try another one. But what he needs is he needs Mueller's investigation to whatever he could paint correct. But here's the thing. You're not getting it the way you want it. You're going to get it with stuff like uh, Mueller did this charge and he found this illegally by coercing this IRS guy to give documentation. So we need to scratch that. That's off the report. What else illegally was obtained? This one. Scratch that. Next. What else? Scratch. Next. 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 So they're not even going to see it. And for me, it's disheartening because I want to see it with you know, the red lines through it. I want to read it. I want to see the crimes they committed in order to create this false narrative. We need to hold them all accountable, including the media, because it's the media that's driving this, the media that's doing it. And the media is driving walls between us, the people. We cannot have that. The only walls we need are to protect our sovereignty, not between us. So I'll see you guys all after this short break. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. 
In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961 Promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Okay, so welcome back, everyone. It's Friday. We know, right? February 22nd. I'm always here Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 Eastern Time, noon on Red State Talk Radio. Now, um, as always, you know, I, like I said, I published that article about Don Lemon. There's more to come. I've got two more. I've got the red flags in the mix. I've got one about Joe, Joe Biden. And I wanted to, you know, I use, I follow this really cute, like he is so adorable. I can squeeze his face all day. Um, if you're not following him, you should. It's um, Richard Armand Mills. Um, he His uh, Twitter handle is at Ram Rants. I love him. He also sings too. I'm like a super fan. I, he's just adorable. He's your black gay conservative. He works with Turning Point USA. I love him. I adore him. And I'm using most of his stuff because he did an excellent thread that I've put in my article about Biden. Um, you know, about his hair sniffing and this creepiness. Um, Though I am adding some other clues in there because sometimes you can't report what you want to report. Kind of like my Pelosi article talked about her visa clout. And, you know, uh, you know, you obviously know I am a friend. I love Laura Loomer. um, And I had told her, be careful because, you know, she owns visa. You're going to find yourself without PayPal. She's like, no, this is America. They can't just do it. They did. And the same thing happened with Chase. Guess who owns stock? No need to say it. Right. But in that article, I was mentioning about containers. This is, you know, 
it's because I can't be too straightforward because again, I have to be held accountable. So at the time that I don't have much information, I could talk about it because I could say whatever I want, right? But I can't put it on paper. I can only show indications, right? Because I always vet everything I put in there, right? Everything. Uh, and I stand by it. And, um, a lot of you may over the weekend find that I'm going to take a big leap to just show the, the mainstream media just how important it is that real news are out there. Uh, we're starting to see it. I mean, you know, we've got Don Jr. tweeting how NBA players are more real news than the people that call themselves journalists. But we have to think right? Talking about Mueller, and I'm going to tell you about next week now. So we're going to talk about it, right? Because we've been talking about it. And I want to reverse back to December, where I was talking about the New York State Attorney General and what she said. It's really, really, and actually kind of close to home for me. So the, the, remember, she campaigned um, back in November saying, you vote for me and I will investigate the Trump family. I will investigate them. And I was like, guys, what she is saying is against the law. She is saying that she will use all her resources and all her power to launch investigations into private citizens and the president of the United States. Not because she has evidence of a crime. Right? Not because she has evidence of a loss, not because she has evidence of anything. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, I know it too close to home, like I said back then, that this is exactly what happens. They're investigating people and not crimes. This investigation that she's launched into our president, you have to understand that she will pull one specific card, and she's already doing it. I have prosecutorial immunity. And unfortunately, the law in many states has this vague uh, wording that may seem like, yeah, they could do whatever they want, which is very unconstitutional. And the only way that you can prove that they have no prosecutorial immunity is by showing the violations they have done to you against your civil rights, which is very easily proven with her previous statements and the actions that they're taking. Because from what I hear, there's a lot of administrative subpoenas flying around, not just on the Trump family, but people that have worked for them, contracted for them. And guess what? staffers you're hearing it from me staffers or people that worked on the campaign spreading out through the nation this is going to be huge we need to you know keep our eyes open because this is chapter three because chapter two is Mueller investigation was hindered it was all trump's fault he fired sessions he was meddling with you know they're going to try to say something when there's no proof because let's let's be honest okay if there was anything that Mueller had found to even give a notion, a a little sliver of hope for the radical left, for this DC mafia, for this cabal, that there was any collusion, we would all know about it already. There would be a super leak, right? So they have nothing, nothing. You know, Mueller is coming, that's dead. Now it's what, Schiff? Come on, guys. You got to put your your eggs in another basket. Schiff is like a train wreck. This guy is a train wreck. He is riddled with issues. So he's voicing it. 
but who's going to continue it is the question. That's what we need to focus on. So, you know, they have been saying for what, it's been two years now almost, right, that we've had this open special counsel, right? Oh, we have evidence. Well, where is it? Oh, it's not in the report. Yeah, well, because we can't see it. Oh, so you want to see the report to find a pencil out of place or a paperclip. So you can, that's it. It's a paperclip. Should have been on the left side of the desk, not the right side. We need to investigate that. And let's get another special counsel. So here's the thing. Do you really think that if there was any evidence that something would have leaked? Do you remember how many times Mueller is coming? He's in a box right now. We got him. Don Jr. is going to be arrested. Remember? And I am so sarcastic. I get so upset because this is it. We have to understand this mockingbird media is insane. They're completely insane. Think about it. Why? And we said this last week, right? Why is it suddenly that they're like, oh, forget Mueller. There's like Russia collusion and we're going to show you because there's another investigation that we're starting. They've got, uh, you know, that attorney general in New York working overtime, like spreading her secret subpoenas everywhere. Guys, we need a lot of 1983 filings ASAP. I am surprised that, you know, the Trump campaign of 2016 doesn't get together. I'd be surprised to file 1983 violations on secret subpoenas on their own staffers or not even the staffers, but volunteers, maybe people like me that were, you know, distributing signs and stickers, you know, throughout the campaign. That's how far it's going. I, I, I don't know. I'm not aware that I'm under it, but I can tell you for one thing, I was the only person in my state that was putting signs on people's lawns from 2015 and over. I'd gotten rid of 1500 yard signs within like a day. So that's how far they went. So this new investigation is just to extend the story because they need this story for 2020. If they shut it down, they can't get their real candidate Yang up. <laughs> you know, Bernie Sanders, he's raised them $5 million. He has no chance to become the DNC choice. He knows it. He should have just ran on a commie ticket. Uh, honestly, I retweeted this morning, Jim Hansen, who I love from securitystudies.org. He is an amazing guy. I love him. I adore him. You know, he tweeted out something where there was this chick campaigning for Bernie with a sign around her neck that says 226,000. And, you know, I went for speech pathology and that's my debt and I'm voting for Bernie so it can be erased. And it's like, girl, I wish mine was erased. Do you know how much I, I still owe a hundred thousand dollars. I still owe it. But you know what? Yeah, you know, some people are like, how can you rack up debt? Well, when you go to medical school or professional school, you can't rack it up, especially if you're an older student, you know, younger students, I don't get it. But as an older student myself that had children and had to dedicate most of my time, free work, right? Rounds and, you know, in laboratories and doing all this stuff, you know, you would assume I can't get a real job. I did some contracting on the side, but how am I going to hold a nine to five job with kids and school? I can't. So this is how I racked up that. So it's, it's obvious that people in law school, medical school, and professional studies and, and graduate studies do rack up debt. But, you know, when you rack up the debt, you rack it knowing that at some point at the end, because you have this professional degree, that you will be able to pay it off, you know, and you know that you have to pay it off. Nothing is free um, in our country, and it shouldn't be. We should all work for everything. So, you know, this, uh, this thing, like I said, over... Two months ago, 
that has started in New York is done so that way they can safeguard the final people they have in systems to maintain this cabal and hold on to any source of a coup. You know, we still haven't cleaned our intelligence and FBI and judicial um, ranks yet. We can't. It is so hard. It's like, how do you, but we can't because we have to do it thoroughly. Um, I have a caller on the line. Um, caller, welcome to the Tory Says Show. Um, how are you doing today and happy Friday? Oh, I'm doing well, and happy Friday to you, too. This is Lorraine calling from New York. I spoke with you the other day. Yes, hi, Lorraine. Hi. Okay, I'm calling up with some additional information about New York. Um, there is an organization in the uh, actually operating in my area, and I do believe that they have roots to La Raza. Um, they're social democrats. They're also the Justice Democrats as well, too. And they're called No One Leaves the Mid-Hudson. They have a phone banking scheme going on today. They're making phone calls to the majority leader of the New York State Senate for illegals to have driver's licenses. They get the driver's licenses. New York already has motor voting. Yes. How do we control anything? Oh, uh, Lorraine, I agree with you. They I, have. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's it's incredible. Yeah, they have already accomplished. Um, they they already accomplished in my area, municipal IDs for the following municipalities: City of Middletown, City of Poughkeepsie, Beacon, and the City of Kingston. They're chipping away at the City of Newburgh as well as the town of Warwick. Oh wow. It's, 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 it's incredible. And you yeah. know, that's how they, yeah. that's how they get, um, you know, illegals to vote. I've said it, you know, they export a document exactly. to these voter places. Exactly. They just tick exclude anyone under 18 mm-hmm. and that's it. They don't put in a simple tick box, you know, because my husband is a resident alien, right? So when he goes to renew his driver's license mm-hmm. like he had, he had to present his resident alien card, his old driver's license, a bill, you know, to, like a actual utility bill to show that he's still at the same place. And um, that way he and actually he got real ID, which is like the new facial recognition type ID. Right. Um, and so he had to present all of this. And I'm thinking <laughs> they see that the person, even from your Social Security number, tells you if you're a legal resident, if you're a U.S. citizen or a legal because they give illegal social security numbers now too, temporary ones. So why can't they, when they export these voter the lists, I-10. yeah, why can't they export these voter lists and have not only excluding people under 18, but excluding people that are not U.S. citizens? Because they don't want to. Exactly. And, and they, yeah, they, they, they should not have um, driver's licenses at all. This, this push uh, took place Quite a few years ago, I want to say uh, about six years ago, but uh, Albany was controlled by the by the Republicans, so it did not get get through. Now it's overrun by the uh, Democrats, and this group is very very crafty. Um, they have been very instrumental in unseating a, a lot of seats that have been traditionally held by Republicans in the Hudson Valley. Uh, there is a, a Congressman FAFSA was upseated by Anthony Delgado, the rapper with a trash mouth. 
Um, and then right in my New York Senate district, which had always been Republican, uh, the woman who was running uh, for the first time, because the incumbent did retire, uh, she was a gal by the name of Jen, Jen Metzger won that seat. And there were pictures of her with Ocasio-Cortez all over the place on her campaign. Yeah, but you know, Ocasio... So all these people are all interconnected. Lorraine, yeah. I think Ocasio is on her way out if Pelosi doesn't, doesn't um, you know, take like to her. She did her job. She was supposed mm-hmm. to get out Pelosi's opponent, Crowley, right? He didn't get Speaker of the House, even though everybody thought he right. would. Um, so she put all her eggs in the Ocasio basket. Now it seems that, um, you know, Ocasio is on some rocky territory, and we might have some special elections going on in New York. Mm-hmm. If Pelosi doesn't warm up to her quickly, that um, would go ahead. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Well, that I would don't be know. wonderful. I don't but, know. We but, don't yeah, have New the York GOP. Is, uh, if, if they do get the driver's licenses through, that's it for the state of New York. That's it. That's it. It's done. Well, you know, and, and it's just not it's just not the driver's license. You know, I want to tell you a story. So I work as a um, as an interpreter, or I oversee interpreters for governments, right? For the government here. Sometimes the UK Mm -hmm. will ask for me when they're collaborating. So I was on a case at some point years ago where there was a couple literally illegally migrated to the United States. And they were from Greece. So they're not all Mexican. I say it all the time. And um, they sued the state of New York. And one, and you know why they sued them? This is going to really get your, 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 your temper fired. They were upset that they had put in for housing, Section 8 housing, or free housing because they were illegal and the lady came here and had a baby, overstayed their visa kind of thing. They sued them. Not only did they get free health care and food stamps, right, but they sued them because they wanted a house, uh, you know, by Washington Square in Manhattan, and they gave them an apartment in Queens instead, saying that they were discriminated against because they didn't get their choice of place. Can you believe that? And wow. they won. They won. Our state, yeah, because I am yeah. from New York, okay, obviously I'm a resident now in the state of North Dakota, but I am from New York. I, I was PO'd. I just couldn't believe. And, you know, I have to be impartial when I do my job. But it was like when the mute right. button went, I was just like, are you kidding me? And I wanted to come through Skype and grab the judge and shake them when they awarded them money for this. Like, this is yeah. where we're at. We even have well, our the, judges violating anything. Yeah. So what do you think is going mm-hmm. on? What do you think is going to happen now in New York in regards to de Blasio? I hear that he's looking to maybe look for a presidential bid. I, I'm not the least bit surprised. Uh, one of my sisters is a, is a personal trainer, and she... Uh, works in in uh, New York City. She has a lot of clients there. Um, she she does privates, and quite a few of them are are the Democrats. She said she said you know what Lorraine she said not one of my clients speak kindly about the Blasio. And I said try go but you know what Karen they're all crazy. They voted for him and she goes you're right. She goes that they have nothing nice at all to say about him. Nothing. They call him a communist. Which I can remember when he first came out, he openly admitted that he agreed with the communists. 
Whether or not he's actually a card-carrying communist, that I don't know, but he certainly did not slink away from it. He never showed up on, on time for any of his rallies. He was, he was basically an hour or two late all the, all the time. It was quite comical. But they voted for him. They voted for him. Well, I don't know. Did they really vote for him, or was it so, That's a question, too. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's but it, the the uh, Republicans that they that they put up over in New York City there there is such a invisible line between between the two parties. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel that the Attorney General of New York is literally launching investigations into anybody that was related to President Trump, his family, sponsors, uh, uh, staffers, people that work at Starbucks at Trump Tower that Swalwell did not want to go to? What a baby. Um, Because, you know, bottom line is the Attorney Generals of every state, believe it or not, people don't know this. Don't the the office of the inspector general or the attorney general of the United States actually don't have jurisdiction over them? Did you know that? So who, no, I did not. So yeah. Uh, well, I found that out when I was complaining about my AG, and I got a letter from Jeff Sessions' office telling me I'm sorry, but we don't have jurisdiction over that. So who? Wow. So we have an attorney general in New York that's going insane, and they're launching another one from California. Yeah. Did Maxine Waters say that she's going to start investigation? So uh, we're having all these investigations pop up on a state level, and you know we really don't have uh, an avenue of jurisdiction over them. I mean, how does you know how does that you know knowing that your state is actually chapter three in this whole Russia 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 thing? Because Schiff's chapter is going to be pr- quite short. We know that. But this chapter three of well, AG New York, how do you feel about that? <laughs> well, the way that I look at it, this is the new Stasi. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is definitely, this is, you know, the, that the brown shirts have run amok. And the same group that I spoke to earlier on in our conversation, no one leaves the Mid-Hudson, this group was very, very big in pushing for this woman to be the attorney general. So she is the pick of the illegal movement, of, of the movement within this state that is pushing for the illegals to have everything. It's all social justice for them and not for us. We do not count. And when you go to their website and go to their Facebook page and you see what they are doing, when I had first researched them a couple of years ago when, I, when, I, uh, when we first found out about them, and my husband is, is Hispanic, he was able to befriend them to the point where he does receive their text message alerts. And he received the alert this morning regarding their phone banking scheme. Oh, wow. Uh, they show up at, at the municipal meetings and all demanding their, their municipal IDs. They come in tow with over 300 people. That's what they did to the city of Middletown. They overwhelmed them. I'm very, very involved in my town. I'm over in the city of Port Jervis. And I'll tell you what, I go up to city council meetings, and there's barely a soul sitting there. And then people complain, why did the city council do this? Why did they do that? Why did they do this? And I go, you don't show up. Uh-huh. You have to show up. It's a participatory government. If you don't participate, then you know what? It's on you. Exactly. It's on you. Exactly. And they and you know and and then it's like, oh well, I don't want to make trouble for myself. 
Yeah, I know. Hey, I hear that a lot because I'm the only one that files suits, complaints, and with federal authorities, I don't even bother with my state anymore. And, you know, people are so complacent just so quickly to just bow down to the all and mighty government. And it's like, it is a participatory government. We have to participate or else we're being ruled. We're not governing. And um, I completely agree with you on that. You know, um, you can email me at Tori at Tori says dot com because I am actually getting somewhere in how we can um, find avenues using federal resources or federal agencies to assist when attorney generals are not working in the interests of the people of the state on a state level. You know, they're not really doing anything for you. I mean, I don't know how it would benefit you for them to probe, you know, some lady that works at Starbucks and Trump Tower. Because they're using your tax money no, to do these no, secret, no, yeah. So that's the thing. That's right. They have these mm-hmm. powers of these su- super secret Ducas Tecum type subpoenas, and they abuse it. And that's done on your tax dollar. That is something that you're paying for. That you know is not benefiting you as a citizen. It's not benefiting you. They're wasting money. They're wasting no. time. So feel free to email me. Everything is always confidential. I never give up sources. I never give up identities. Learning anything. And I can maybe help you if there's enough people in your community where you guys can put even an anonymous report um, through separate agencies throughout our Justice Department and um, the Department of Treasury, auditors that will check and provide check and balances pressure on them because the Department of everything. Everything okay. is intertwined. I would be more than happy to help you because I've been leading that effort in my state alone. There are a few people that chip in, but it's really hard, especially when our states are really independent. And we have to understand that each state is independent. Yeah. That's why we have our own flags. But on the other hand, where does federal oversight happen? So we just let states that have families running them to do what they want, right? Um, yeah can't believe that it's the end of the show. Thanks. Thanks so much for calling in, Lorraine. I always enjoy talking with you. Uh, next week, uh, I just wanted to remind everyone, on Tuesday, I'm going to have Raheem Williams, who is the policy director uh, for Young Republicans of North Dakota. He actually writes a lot about the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. We're going to have a huge conversation on that on Tuesday. Wednesday, I'll have In the Matrix back on. And I think the following week, I might have Liz Crokin. I will be confirming that, uh, where I'm going to hope to see if I can snag her for two days so we can do a whole segment on this. Um, the Lorraine, thank you so much for tuning in. Everybody, keep your eyes out for how quick this shift story is going to go um, bust. And we're going to enter into Chapter 3 where we have the Attorney General in California and the Attorney General of New York attacking our president. And this is how the House was important to them. Remember, they're the one that oversee most of these committees. So that was the whole point of them actually winning the house um to keep uh, the russia collusion alive so until then from all of us here at red state uh pray for our country pray for our president and stay healthy and happy and remember monday through friday 12 to 2 always here my emails and my uh, my email tori at tori says.com and my dms on twitter are open so even if i don't follow you you can still send me a message and um i look forward to talking with you guys on Monday because there'll be a lot to talk about. Have a great weekend.